Welcome to the Small Business Community Network podcast, your connection to the small business community. Visit us online at www.sbcncanada.org and find out how we can help your business grow. We're proudly supported by TELUS, the future is friendly, and by Prime Information Security, because business is risky enough. everyone, Linda Ockwell-Jenner here, co-founder of the Small Business Community Network with another SBSN Small Biz Podcast. We have our awesome regular guest here again, Steve Bentley, Northern River Financial. And today we're going to touch on a topic I found interesting, which was shared by Ottawa Public Health here in Canada. Hey, Steve. How are you this morning? I'm struggling. I've started training with a personal trainer and I've only done three sessions and it's a couple of days later it kicks in. I found muscles I never found before. <laughs> Imagine you're getting up pretty early in the morning for it too, right? Actually, I, cho- I choose to get up early. I prefer oh, there to you have, go. Yeah, yeah, I prefer. I'm a morning person. I want to get that out of the way. Um, so everybody, evidently, one person goes at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> my, oh, my. <laughs> I know, but you know, this again leads us nicely into our topic um, because for me, um, it's a health and wellness thing. Uh, it's good for my mental health. It's good for my, you know, physical health. And um, what interests me about this um, uh, Ottawa Public Health, they did um, a, like a video and a bit of an article about it. And it's the psychologi- psychological demands um, in the jobs that we do today that could be a hazard to our health and well-being um, if we're not matched properly to our skills, knowledge, personality and emotional intelligence. So what we're trying to do, everybody's trying to do, is create a psychologically safe and healthy workplace and we've got some really good tips from the national standard. Now, I'm not sure whether you had a a quick look at the video, Uh, it's really interesting, but I mean, I would say you work in quite a stressful field really, the financial field. At certain times of the year, absolutely is stressful. And certainly when we go through like what we just did in the States and, and the change in the effect on the economy and the markets, it, it can be, you know, a little more stressful. But, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't even know until I got into this this morning that there should a national standard for, of Canada for psychological health and safety in the workplace. I didn't know that. That's not, something not, that's interesting to me. Neither did so that's I. Why I yeah. that's why I like the video, too. Yeah. And... Um you and I find these things out because we're avid online users. We find it educates us, and then we can help other people through through what we found. So, um, talk a little bit about the pressure of sales. Well, I guess you're in sales, or if you're a paramedic. So, we're going to kind of talk about, you know, how can we find out jobs that are suited to us and what works for us. But also, it's to do with knowing the demands of your job and uh, are you prepared for the challenges that may arise. So, in your case, Steve, um, sales, we've mentioned sales. Do you find in any way at all sales stresses you out? And if not, um, does that mean that you are really, really suited to your job? I think the, the suitability to a job is is very key, and it's not you know going looking at the standards here is is the two things you just mentioned skill and knowledge. I think people need to know what they are good at, and they need to know what they're not good at, and they need to know how they're going to handle the the effects of whatever position they decide to take. I mean, some personalities. So you talk about sales; they're not suited for sales. So you put somebody who doesn't have a sales mentality, and that takes many forms, but somebody who has the capability of selling, put them into a sales role. 
that's not so bad. But if somebody doesn't have that, and I see that a lot in terms of recruiting in our industry where people just don't have that capability. And so they make it so much more stressful on themselves because they're not suited for the type of job they're taking on. You see, that's very interesting. The video goes on to talk about, let's imagine you know you're a salesperson, you've got a sales job. And primarily, you know, you're either phoning people or visiting people on site. And you love that. But then they add another aspect to the role. They want you to actually chase up the um, the, the clients who are bad payers, who are not paying. And we talked a little bit about this in another um, podcast a few weeks ago. So basically mm-hmm. what they've done, they've given you extra work, which you don't mind. But you're not suited to chasing people you know, for, for 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 money. So that could cause some psychological problems, couldn't it? It certainly could. You know, the other side of that coin too is not only just the person, but the person hiring into a position, they need to know that the person that they're asking certain tasks of actually has a capability and, and, and the skill set to be able to do that job. How many jobs do we go into where we think, okay, now we understand the job and the performance requirements, then all of a sudden because of uh, time restraints or because of being short-staffed or because they need to implement another skill, they throw it at somebody and, and maybe they don't have that skill personally to be able to handle that, which then increases that whole concept of, of you know, having having uh, stress and, and difficulty in performing that role. So I, I remember reading a book uh, by, by one of the Shark Tank members, and he talked about when he's hiring for a position, I think I may have mentioned this before, 50% of what he looks at is skill. 50% of what he looks at is fit. So looking at those psychological standards, looking at the skill, knowledge, the personality of that person you're putting into that job, not just hiring the mm-hmm. best person on paper, but also very seriously looking at do they have that personality and that skill and knowledge to be able to handle the job and do it in a good capacity when I decide if I'm going to hire them or not. And, and, and again, I don't think yeah, do that enough. That's a really good point. But I mean, I'm going to share a story with you that um, is quite funny. Um, many, 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 many years ago when I lived in England, I was working two jobs. I was secretary, if you remember those, during the day at um, a brokerage. And over an evening, I worked in a nightclub with my fiancé. It sounds really nice working in a nightclub. So the thing is, really shy. I was really shy back then. And I didn't think I had... You see, we don't always know what different skill sets we've got unless we are asked to, to do something. That's what I've discovered in it. So I was asked to uh, to work on the cash and take money and smile and look pretty. It was the end of the night um, when we were um, doing the adding up and, and cashing everything in, who'd bought tickets to come to the club, that I didn't like it and I got stressed because I will say that maths is not my biggest Um, most favorite thing to do and I was a bit laid back and lazy back then and I didn't really want to try so I got really stressed and I can't do this work I can't do this work I don't know how to make it or tally all the accounting at the end of the night luckily I had a really understanding manager who said you know what Linda you are really good with people you're really good at customer service we'll find something else for you to do and that's what they're kind of talking about as well if you're going to add an extra role to somebody's you know, job. Basically, how can we find out if A, it's something they want to do, but something they can cope with? Because again, we're going back to, to mental health. So some of the ideas in here is, you know, why not um, involve the management, engage with uh, the two parties? Um, have you got any ideas how if you hired someone, they are, they are good as a salesperson, but say you want to find out if they'd be good doing another part of the job. How would you discover that, Steve? Because it's difficult, isn't it? 
Well, you know, our company hires into different capacities. And, you know, the one thing you just mentioned in experience, I'll share another experience and come back to that point, um, where my son just started a new job and he's got some social anxiety challenges. And he went into a very fast-paced restaurant environment in an expediter role where he's working between the kitchen and the serve staff. And he, you know, is a kind of person who will learn slowly and then slowly pick up his confidence and pick up his, his skill and his, his speed. But the way the management worked there with him was phenomenal. It wasn't just, okay, here's a job, do it. If you can't do it, you're gone. They worked with him. They gave him space. They coached him. They worked and they saw that he had the people skills and, and the ability to do the job. So they worked with him. And as he worked into the role, it became much more positive. Mm. And then his whole mindset right. became positive to the point where he's actually turning around and training new people coming in. You got so it. You got it's it. how a manager works with it, right? So when we look at hiring into a position, we need to be very specific in terms of the job description to say not only, you know, what the nature of the job is, but just some of the stresses, some of the challenges, some of the things that you're going to encounter, like multitasking or needing to work overtime or being able to handle the different skills of the job. And I think it's an prudent on an employer to be able to put that forward so they know that the person they're interviewing, the person they're potentially hiring, has the skill sets mm-hmm. to the best that they demonstrate them. Of course, they may not when you get into function of the role, but I think it's important to really lay that on the table right up front. You know, it's interesting in this, this mm-hmm. uh, website that referenced Dr. Video. I didn't know this, but more than 500,000 Canadians will not go to work because of mental illness. It, it's and then they look at approximately $51 billion each year are lost to the Canadian economy because of mental illness. So I don't think people give it a strong uh, uh, importance or, or, or recognition as they need to. And I think employers, if they're prudent and forward-thinking, mm-hmm. can sort of work through and making sure that they're not going to create those environments where people are finding that stress and finding that mm-hmm. challenge, but also making sure that they're bringing people in that are going to be capable of handling the roller taking so that it doesn't well, affect their I, productivity. I, I agree with you. I didn't know the figures were that high. Um, one of the things they mention is workload management. So I know a lot of us um, get trapped in this if we, you know, sole proprietors, we've got no choice or maybe, you know, we don't want to give away some of our work. But um, yeah, you're right, Steve. It, it's it's a lot to do with our mental health and, and if, if this is discussed um, ahead of time. I must mention, I guess I must, um, because, you know, I'll grab the article from where I did. So basically this uh, is a collaboration. The, the, all these videos are available online between Ottawa Public Health and the Mental Health Commission of Canada. And the content that we've been talking about today, the awesome videos on YouTube, Steve, were adapted with permission from Mindful Employer Canada. So we, you and I, have discovered something new today that we didn't even know that, you know, Ottawa Public Health was involved with this kind of thing. So I think we can go away from this podcast and we can, you know, tell people, here, here's help because there's lots of lots of videos on this. Um, would you have thought before you saw this video that, that some of these issues are from a, a mental health um, perspective or would you thought it was just about bad management, do you think? I think it, it's a combination of both. I think there's a lot for employers to learn, a lot for employees to learn. I mean, even just Finding, I mean, that's the beauty of the internet is, you know, if you need to learn about something or find out about something, it's probably already out there. I didn't even know about these series of videos. And I just thought that's perfect because there's a lot of employers or, or employees who are just in a position where they don't know how to deal with the requirements of the job or they don't know how to deal with it, you know, the difficulties that an employee is facing. I mean, this standard that was written, I mean, it covers off for an employer. It talks about productivity, financial performance, risk mm. management organizational recruitment and employee retention. That last one is so important to me. Yes. Because 
Yeah. If you're in my industry and you're not hiring the right person into the position, there's a lot of turnover. There's a lot of attrition, people who just can't cut it, people who don't have, to have the skill set, but also people that don't have the work ethic. So, you know, it extends outside of maybe the, the, the mental health side of it. But I just think that, that there's so much information that is there that right. people can grasp. So I, I think it's a great little tool. It's good for us all to know. And by us sharing these videos, you know, people will become aware. But, I mean, it's a case of, you know, wanting to be aware. You can lead a horse to water, that kind of thing, you know. Well, I know a lot of people in the corporate world today work from home. And uh, it's a good environment to work from home, obviously. You haven't got the stress of commuting. But one of the problems I've noticed is with a lot of these corporate people is um, the work demands get more. It's as if uh, they have... Um, um, conference calls um, one after the other um, they don't have chance to actually move away from their office environment uh, go and get um, refreshments or go to the loo all these things that, that people should do that can also create psychological problems can't it if you're stuck in an office on your own working from home and you just cannot leave your office space because people think that if you're working from home you can just have meeting after meeting that's very unhealthy I think it goes both ways. I think there's a challenge for some people to actually be able to work from home and actually putting their mind to work and working. And I think sometimes if they're working at a home office, family doesn't necessarily know that you're actually at the office and they can come in and disturb you. But I think that self-discipline is the challenge for a lot of employers. And more corporations are certainly moving away from the traditional real estate and having offices mm -hmm. to letting people being virtual and working from home. And, and so, you know, you need to develop the proper mindset to be able to do that. And it's not something that everybody can do. But they also know, hey, you know, you don't have to travel. You're at one spot. You don't necessarily have the same, you know, time that you would have in the office. Mm -hmm. You have more time. So yep. maybe we can schedule things back to back. And yeah. I think they need to be, but it, that's basically both sides being vocal about what they're yep. able to do. You can say no. And not. Yeah, it's about it's saying there, right? no. And the thing is, um, a lot of people are scared to say no again because they don't want to lose the job. And this can cause the psychological challenges. We are going to have to wrap it up, Steve. But I do want to say before we finish that um, people can contact the Workplace Healthline at 613 580 6744, extension 2419. Seven, or they can email workplacehealth at ottawa.ca. I want to give this information because we didn't know about it. So one last um, word of, you know, some words of wisdom before we let you go, Steve. The one thing I was going to add is the website's a good component too, so mentalhealthcommission.ca. But I think everybody, you know, you talk about saying no. I think people need to look at it as not necessarily being a no, but sort of raising areas where they've got concerns and challenges. Because I think most prudent employers really want to respect that. And if they can work with you to try and help deal through some of those challenges, they'd rather see that and do that than having to lose an employee who, you know, they end up having to let go or they decide to leave because they can't handle the job. So it's important to keep the lines of communication open. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good tip. Um, it's all about raising awareness, which I think we do well. And uh, thank you again for your time, Steve. I love um, having our, our podcast chats. And I guess we'll be um, meeting up again next week to enjoy another one. Absolutely. Have a brilliant day. Bye for now. Take care.